This is Gabor Sapo, the jazz guitarist from his time in the States. We're told what Gabor Sapo took with him that dark night of November 1956 when he crossed the border from Hungary into Austria was the thing that mattered most to him. As he later told Jazz Magazine, he thought the acoustic guitar he had with him would be a pacifier in case we were caught. At night, though, it looked like a machine gun. I may have been inviting trouble now that I think about it. Sabo was born in Budapest in 1936, and he died there in 1982. He was inspired to play guitar by a Roy Rogers cowboy movie and pretty much taught himself. His earliest influences were Jerry Mulligan, Chet Baker, and Tal Farlow, heard on the Voice of America radio station which broadcast to combat Soviet propaganda. Settling in San Bernardino, California, after he escaped to the West, Zabo attempted a career in music, but ended up working as a janitor to save enough money to enroll at the Berklee School of Music in Boston. He was accepted to study composition and arranging there in 1958. In that year, he took part in the historic Newport Jazz Festival, and things happened to him fast. Later on, replying to a question as to Zabo's legacy, a contemporary said his music influences younger musicians all over the world. He wasn't interested in virtuosity, but in pouring all of his soul into simple, beautiful musical sentences. He was brave to do things this way. That from an article by David Holzer in the Budapest Business Journal in 2019. Gabor Sabo was fleeing from his homeland as Soviet tanks and troops powerfully crushed a spontaneous national uprising in 1956. History.com tells us that thousands were killed and wounded, and nearly a quarter million Hungarians fled the country then. The image of a young lad escaping with only his guitar, a guitar that meant everything to him, is a counterpart of all the scenes we are seeing each and every day from Ukraine. Sabo did make it to the States and had a significant jazz career, but it wasn't easy, and his life wasn't necessarily a happy one. But he was able to get to freedom and a place where he could pour all of his soul into simple, beautiful sentences. Daniel Gonzalez is a jazz drummer who will soon speak with us about the ground base of freedom, not just for musicians, but for everyone. Joan Morican of the Carbon County Cultural Project, an arts and cultural center in a renovated 1800s stone factory in Jim Thorpe and home to Vic's Jazz Loft, will soon tell us stories of her grandma on horseback in her village in Ukraine. Daniel says he's glad to be living in a place where people move to get things done. And the Jazz Concert for Ukraine Benefit for Humanitarian Relief is a powerful example of such wonderful collaborations.
the Deerhead Inn, Delaware Water Gap, Lafayette Bar Easton, and Vic's Jazz Loft at the Staben Museum in Jim Thorpe are teaming up to present Jazz Concert for Ukraine, Thursday, April 7th, from noon to midnight. The three jazz venues will bring together over 50 of the tri-state area's premier jazz artists for a 12-hour-long concert to benefit those affected by the crisis in Ukraine. We had a chance to speak with Joan Morican and Daniel Gonzalez about the event and the wonderful coming together of three jazz venues in this region. We're pretty excited to be part of it. We've been dubbing it the Jazz Triangle as Vic's Jazz Loft in Injun Thorpe. We are less than an hour from the Deerhead Inn in Delaware Water Gap, and there's also the Lafayette Bar in Easton, Pennsylvania. So we we just kept thinking about there's this triangle where you just have these phenomenal jazz performances and people coming from basically all over the country and all over the world to, to perform. And we're just really excited to be a part of that. And the talent that comes through is phenomenal. So given that triangle, tell us about this wonderful idea that must have bubbled up pretty suddenly, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, my heritage is Ukrainian. So my grandparents came from Ukraine. And in fact, my father's first language was actually Ukrainian. So it's it's hitting pretty, pretty close to home and just a sense of helplessness and, and what can we possibly do. And just thinking, we've got this venue and maybe we can do a concert. And then it just sort of grew, like, let's not just do, you know, a one or two hour concert, let's do a 12 hour concert. And then it expanded to, let's include the Deerhead and, and Lafayette Bar and it really, it was a little empowering in terms of being able to combine all of these tremendous jazz artists who who absolutely have been calling. Our phones have been ringing off the hook, and so many people keep, even today, wanting to kind of come on board and play and sit in. And it's just the enthusiasm and the ability to have this healing moment and also contribute funds for humanitarian aid in Ukraine was Absolutely. You know, it just, it definitely was sort of bubbled up and, and, and became a reality before I even knew it. Do you know if there's a significant jazz scene in Ukraine? I do know the sort of cultural capitals. I know in, in Kiev and Lvov that there are, were, are a lot of jazz clubs, but I don't know in particular any of the musicians personally, but I know they're very artistic areas. Did your dad ever get to Ukraine? Did you know your grandparents? Did anybody talk about the old country? Um, yes, very, very much so. My my father, as a first generation American, did not ever go back to Ukraine. But my grandparents, there was always a, a wonderful story. My my grandfather's mother was actually a midwife in a small village in Ukraine. So she was the town midwife and would help deliver babies in exchange for, you know, a couple chickens and some eggs or something. And that's just kind of the way the villages worked, and especially as the local midwife. And, and we're talking about the, the 1800s, early 1900s. So just tales like that. And, you know, my grandmother would tell a story of riding a horse and she would be crossing a stream on her horse and the water would be getting deeper and deeper and the horse had to swim to cross the stream and just have these incredible images of 
you know, the villages and the people and the strength of the people. And, you know, it, it's very much ingrained in, in, I think, who I am and just the desire for this sort of sense of community as well that came from these ancient Ukrainian villages. It seems in the course of the coverage that we've been viewing of the situation in Ukraine that music is so very important that people spontaneously break out into the national anthem and musicians are out in the street, orchestral musicians in Kiev, for example, coming out and playing in the plaza. It just seems like it might be part of a real cultural way of being in Ukraine. A, a lot of song in particular. I just know family gatherings, everything from uh, beer drinking songs to just these very, very beautiful sort of Slavonic hymns that are sung in these perfect harmonies. Music is definitely a a part of, a huge part of, of the culture. How fitting then that musicians from all over are coming together to the triangle to make a statement and perform and to help raise funds for the people of Ukraine. Tell us how it's going to unfold. Well, the event is going to take place on April 7th, and we are going to be producing a 12-hour jazz concert for Ukraine. We're going to begin the day at noon in Easton at the Lafayette Bar, and that's going to extend from 12 to 4 In fact, our artistic director, Daniel Gonzalez, is a phenomenal jazz drummer, and he's going to also be performing at Lafayette Bar during that period of time. And then it's going to come to Jim Thorpe from 4 till 7. And uh, Danny's going to be kind of doing this. I call it like a Phil Collins. He's going to be traveling through the three different venues and and performing. And he's a, a former combat veteran, so again, war. It's it's just very powerful in terms of his desire to participate in this way. And he'll be drumming here as part of an ensemble at, at some point. And then from 7 till 10, it goes to the Deerhead. Typically on Thursdays, they do their open jams, but they're dedicating this period of time to the jazz concert for Ukraine. And then from 10 till midnight, it winds up in Jim Thorpe here at Vic's Jazz Loft again uh, to finish out the 12 hours. Musicians get word. Is there a slot? Can I take part? It must be so rewarding. It it really, really, truly is. I mean, if you line up just any of these performers, I mean, they can play with the best of the best. And for them to give their their time and their their talent for this humanitarian cause and just so freely, it's just very, very heartwarming and, and inspiring. Is there a website where people can check? What do people do if they want to find out the specifics? Yes, we actually have two websites. We have our website, which is vixjazzloft.com, Vic with a C, B-I-C-S, jazzloft.com. And we also have a website that is jazzconcertforukraine.org. And the full list of performances, schedules, times, everyone that's playing is is listed there. Joan, I know you have such high regard for the artistic director of this event, and I hope you'll pass the phone over so that we can have a chat with him, too. I'm excited to introduce you to Daniel Gonzalez, who is a phenomenal jazz drummer who's been working with us. 
and also been key to organizing this event. And I, I'm just absolutely thrilled to have you speak with him. Hi. Hi, Danielle. It's wonderful to know that you'll not only be playing, but you're also behind the scenes bringing so much together. How is it that this situation in the world in Ukraine speaks to you as both a person and a musician? What are the things that pluck your strings? Mm. Well, what plucks my strings is the fact that I feel that all of us, we're born to be free. We should be, we're alive, we're brought in this world to be free. And it's just not right what's happening. And, and being a combat veteran, you know, living in Iraq and living in Saddam Hussein's palace and just seeing the condition of some of the, the locals who came into work, it, it, it just seems so unfair that some people are just not free. And, and my heart was bleeding. You know, one morning we woke, woke up crying after hearing what's going on. As a musician playing, it's just a, it's a matter of um, uniting. It's just it's about bringing people together and having a message to show that we stand for, for the people and for freedom. That's pretty much how I see it. And Danny, what are your ties to the Deerhead and, and Vix and the Lafayette Bar? That corridor there, do you play regularly at those places? Oh, yeah. This, this whole idea with the Jazz Triangle is amazing. But yeah, I, I've been playing at the Deerhead Inn ever since I moved here, like in 2006 with uh, Irby Green and just a lot of the, the players. So I've been part of the jazz scene for, for a while. And then I, I met Victor and Joan at a gig just a year, not even a year ago. And they had their ideas and, and their jazz club brewing. So it was just kind of like meant to be, in my opinion. And also the other place, the Lafayette Bar, I've been playing there for many years as well. And the guy there, his name is Matanzai Jabour. And he's another, I see him as one of the pillars of jazz as well, you know, for, for jazz artists. And the idea that the Poconos, we, we can be a, a valid, nationally known jazz destination, not only because of the music, but partly because, you know, it's a beautiful place, wonderful people. Danny, how about you and the drums? How did you get started? And did you learn by listening? How did you develop your ear and your voice? <laughs> Well, you know, that, my, my father was a sax player in, in the military, and he was in a band, and, and that's how it started with me. I would always go down to, to the basement and watch the rehearsals. It was always part of part of the family. And also living in New York, you know, every weekend we'd play out in the street corners and just play like in, in the city at 108th Street in Amsterdam. And it's just something we grew up with, you know, until going to school and joining the military bands and taking it seriously at an older age. It's always been there. Let's talk about some of the artists then. It's not fair. You can't list all 50 artists, I know, or more now, right? More than 50? We're, we're uh, anticipating more than 50 artists, you know, musicians, yep, for sure. I could give you some. I could, you know, I start with, um, you know, La Cucina. We have Richard Messbauer. He's a bassist who plays in uh, New York City a lot. He plays with the symphony orchestras all over the place. We have Skip Wilkins and Dan Wilkins. Uh, we have Bill Washer. Of course, Bill Goodwin, Joe Michaels, Hector Rosado. I mean, even like Mike Lorenz and Tyler Dempsey, even Marco Marcinko. All of you are drummers. You guys must talk shop, don't you? Yes, for sure. Uh, but it's interesting because then there's also Ron Oswanski. He's a, uh, a great organist, jazz organist. And um, the mojo is Maury Loudon, John Ballantyne, a, a New York-based group called uh, Le Cats with a guy named Norbert Stachel, who's played with probably thousands of people, played with Diana Ross, played with a Tower of Power. I can only imagine, as a musician, you're part of this event, which is so important, and it's got 
reverberations that are worldwide. And you all come together and you believe in the same goal. And you all will be playing at the top of your game and then some. Not that you don't always, but I can imagine that there'll be some really transcendent moments. I definitely agree because it, for me personally, it, it might be hard for me to like contain myself. I probably will have some tears and stuff like that just because of the energy in the room. But we always put 110% into what we do, but this time it's going to mean a lot more because we, we know we're doing it for, for people out there, you know? So it's going to be emotional. And Joan was loving it that you're going to be like Phil Collins. You're traveling, as I said, like you're a circuit rider. What gave you the idea to do that? I didn't even really think about it. It just happened. And, you know, Joan told me about the story about Phil Collins, which is embarrassingly, I mean, I remember a lot, but I didn't know that detail. You know, I, I saw the musicians and then some people that I normally play with. I definitely play with them, but other artists just asked me to do it last minute. And and I do want to keep it kind of open because there are, are other musicians. If they're, if they're present, I definitely, you know, we'll get up and let them play. And I'm asking everybody to, to remain open so that others can take part. Joan and I were talking just a little bit ago about how fitting it is that it's all of you musicians coming together. Music means so much to the Ukrainian people, as we've been learning over these days. So you all are giving of yourselves. You're bringing us all together, and it's important on every level. Music is a very powerful force in all those ways. It really is, and anything that's going to let people just escape and, you know, be in the moment and just, just be comforted by, by the power and the energy and music. I mean, I'm, you know, this is, that's definitely what it's all about. Well, Danny, you want to hand me back to Joan and we'll wrap things up. But thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Monsieur. Hi, Erica. All in all, then, it's going to take place and it's going to be beyond your wildest dreams, I would hope. I, I definitely feel that there's going to be a, a power and an energy in all three venues that is just going to green out that we are here and we are here for you, Ukraine. I, I feel it already. Joan Morican of the Carbon County Cultural Project and Arts and Cultural Center in Jim Thorpe at home to Vic's Jazz Loft, and Daniel Gonzalez, a jazz drummer and the artistic director for Vic's Jazz Loft and for the Jazz Concert for Ukraine Benefit for Humanitarian Relief. The Deerhead Inn, Delaware Water Gap, Lafayette Bar, Easton, and Vicks Jazz Loft at the Staben Museum in Jim Thorpe, teaming up to present the jazz concert for Ukraine on Thursday, April 7th, from noon to midnight. The three jazz venues will bring together over 50 of the tri-state area's premier jazz artists for a 12-hour-long concert to benefit those affected by the crisis in Ukraine. Jazz Concert for Ukraine will feature performances at those venues, but they'll also be live-streamed. The performance will begin at the Lafayette Bar in Easton, noon to 4, Vicks Jazz Loft, 4 to 7, and the Deerhead Inn from 7 to 10, and then everything will return to Vicks Jazz Loft in Jim Thorpe from 10 to midnight. The lineup includes Adam Nywood, Marco Marcinko, Bill Washer, Bill Goodwin, La Cucina, and so many more artists. And for more information, you may check the websites at vixjazzloft.com, V-I-C-S, 
vixjazzloft.com or jazzconcertforukraine.org and there'll be a link there to the live stream if you can't be there in person. That's Thursday, April 7th from noon to midnight at three venues, the Lafayette Bar in Easton, Vix Jazz Loft in Jim Thorpe, and the Deer Head Inn in Delaware Water Gap. For more information on the web, vixjazzloft.com or jazzconcertforukraine.org. And we understand that WVIA's Steve Krawitz will be on hand as MC at the Deer Head Inn. You hear Steve Krawitz from time to time on WVIA with George Graham at the wonderful festivals around the region and also sitting in for George or talking with him during membership campaigns. So a salute to all those involved. Jazzconcertforukraine.org. It's Thursday, April 7th.